this morning is just a, um, God is doing something. He really is. <laughs> and I just want you guys to go on a journey with me this morning because I don't, I don't even know where we're going to go this morning. I just, um, my heart is just full. I feel, <laughs> I just, Holy Spirit, you're so good. Father, we welcome you here. I don't know what direction to go. But I feel... (laughs) This morning... This week has been a crazy week for me. Our intercession team kind of knows about it. Uh, And I'm not weeping because of my week. It's because I can feel the presence of the Lord. And I can feel His love so strong and so deep. But I kept hearing all week was, I'm, I'm sorry, are, are the kids in? We're staying with the kids in this week. Okay. That it was time to dance on our fear. To start dancing on our fear. And I told my wife this, this week, I was like, you know, I think I have a title for the message. You know, because like the Lord will talk to us during the week about what we're going to minister on on a Sunday, I said, yeah, I think it's going to be dancing over fear, dancing on fear. And she's like, that's not your kind of title. And I'm like, it's not my kind of a title. I'm like, I don't even like to dance, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm not that guy. I mean, back in the day, I, you know, I, yeah, maybe, but not no more, you know. I, I notice that when you get a little bit heavier, your dancing's not as fun as it used to be. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> but dancing over fear this morning and, and even this message um, we're just gonna it's gonna be a step of faith and obedience to the Lord and share what's on my heart um, but our key verse this morning is gonna be out of 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 
Thank you. Uh, I think I might need these. Second Timothy 1, verse 7, and we all know the scripture. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That sound mind means um, that our thoughts become shielded from the lies of the devil. You know the devil's a liar? He really is. He's a liar. You know, when I, was, uh, when I was in the world, I was a really violent person. And for those who don't know my story, you know, I was involved in organized crime. And, but I was a really violent person. And I used to hurt people, and that's how I lived. And, but now we come now in the spirit, and it's like, we flip those things and we become violent for the Lord. And I do visualize myself kicking the devil in the mouth. <laughs> I know that sounds violent, but I do. I, I visualize myself kicking the devil in the mouth and breaking every tooth of the wicked and rendering him powerless because that's what we're called to do, amen? But dancing on fear... One of, the, one of the foremost doors that opens the realm of the Spirit for other demonic spirits to come and invade us is the spirit of fear. When fear comes, it allows doors to be open. Listen, we talk about the Isaiah 22, 22 here a lot, and that I will open the doors that no man can shut, and I will shut the doors that no man can open, and you know, and we, 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 talk, we, we, we talk about doors here, but we know the enemy's a counterfeit, and there's doors that the enemy would like to open, and when fear comes, fear will begin to try to open up doors in our lives. Thank you. We'll open up doors in our lives that invite other things in. Because see, you, immediately when you think of fear, or at least I do, when you know, when if you think about fear, you think about like, <gasps> you know, you get scared. <gasps> and I love to watch those prank videos, right, where they they ah, like. <gasps> I love them. It's probably not good that I, you know, but what do you mean you love? No, I don't love fear. Don't, no, no. rewind, delete. Um, but <laughs> I love this. But what is one of the first things that happens when you scare somebody? <gasps> right? It takes your breath away. <laughs> but fear comes in many different forms. But fear's whole purpose, listen, I want you all to hear me when I say this, it intends to stop you 
for fulfilling the destiny and the call that God has for you and I. Because when you become fearful of something, you stop doing it. See, the the Lord wants us to live in joy. Like we need to be full of joy. That's it. this morning was about the, the worship. But when you're fearful of joy, you 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 we you stay in that place. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but man, fear will keep us awake at night. Fear will give us nightmares. Fear will keep you from leaving your house. Some people won't go out in the rain when it starts to rain. True story. They'll base their whole day on what the weather looks like. Oh, it's going to snow. I ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Level one, two, three, I don't even care. You see that one snowflake? I'm out (laughs) of Right? But they will. It'll stop you from stepping out. It'll stop you. Fear will stop us from overcoming our emotional past. You know, there's things and there's trauma that we've gone through in our lives that the Lord doesn't want us to hold on to. But we're fearful of going back to that place to even be healed from it. Because we know that there's an emotion that's attached to it. And because there's an emotion that's attached to it, I'd rather just put it under the rug. Oh, Jesus. Physical wounds. Some people are afraid to throw away stuff. I'm a little guilty of that. I'm not hoarder style, but but I'm afraid to lose pictures of my loved ones for fear that I'll I'll forget what they look like or what they sounded like. I remember when my father passed, I, I don't even, like, Lord, don't let me be, I was afraid of forgetting what he sounded like. Like, I don't ever want to forget what he sounded like when, hey, Pops, how are you? That's fear. (laughs) We hold on to things. We hold on to certain clothes. (laughs) Oh, I'm not going to throw away that skirt because that's the one I wore when I was a freshman in high school. I'm going to get back into that thing. I have a pair of jeans that I'm doing that to you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back in those jeans. I'll tell you what. 
<laughs> Holy Ghost, come on. I felt the glory on that one. But listen, <laughs> we hold on to stuff. We hold on to trash. True story. I, I, I think I'm, I'm guilty. I, I hold on to wires. I don't know why I hold on to wires. I think every house I've ever lived in, I've got a, I always have a drawer that has Cat5. It's got coax cable, extension cables. It's got cables that were used in 1984 <laughs> that I believe is like, I'm going to need that one day, babe. Like, I'm going to need that. But it's because of fear of lack. I don't want to get rid of certain things because I might need it later. That's fear. See, I've struggled. You know, I, I, there was times that me and my mom, we went through some hard times. My mom was a hard worker. She went to school. She was in nursing school and a single mom. And there would time our lights would go out. We have no water to flush the toilet. There we are, you know. <laughs> Eating out of an ice chest with a gallon of milk. And <laughs> I'm Listen, I know what it's like to struggle. But because of that poverty that I went through in that time, fear will try to come back to you that you don't even want to buy yourself a, a nice pair of jeans or a nice pair of shirt, uh, shoes because you're worried you're not going to have enough money for the, to make your bills. And that's not the way that works. it works in the kingdom of God. We live in the overflow and we live in the abundance. Now, I'm not saying to be frugal, or to, but I'm saying you don't live in fear. You know, this morning, um, this message is not like just for you guys. This is for me. You know, um, because the Lord's really been having me evaluate my walk with the Lord. And just my journey with the Lord. Whew. He's been exposing areas in my life that I have to work in. You know, and, and you know, we gave a word a couple months ago. The Lord gave us this word about that He was going to begin to expose the roots because there was roots that were deep down that needed to be exposed in order for us to move into our next season. And I'm like, God, I'm tired of being like, a man, I, oh, no more. Like, I'm good. <laughs> but he was going to expose areas in our lives because he, he's a good God. He really is a good God. Everything that the Lord does, it's for our good. That's the truth. And if you disagree, I'm sorry you disagree. But that's the only God I know. 
But as, as the Lord begins to expose these roots, it's because he wants us to totally surrender ourselves to what he has for us this season. You know, we go through our seasons in our life. Ecclesiastes talked about there's times to mourn, there's times to, you know, all these times. And we all go through seasons in our journey and our walk in our life with the Lord. And this season, the Lord is saying, get rid of the trash, get rid of the roots, because where I'm about to take you, you can't go there with what you're, you're carrying. You can't go there. You can't expect to go from glory to glory when you're still hanging out in the puddles of mud. I'm just, listen, this is for me. God, we want more. <laughs> so this morning, I, I'm, I'm coming in all humility in all transparency this morning, you know, like, because the Lord says that transparency brings breakthrough. That's right. yes. The Lord told me one day, he said, you know, your transparency will bring you breakthrough. And for me, I remember hearing stories of the generals that would minister in a place and they would talk about their shortcomings. They would talk about areas that they were, they were struggling in and they would see the greatest miracles happen in their life. You see, I believe that God wants to do something in this region. I really believe that. I believe he's about to set Ohio ablaze like we've never seen before. I believe that every one of us in this place is about to experience a greater glory of the Lord that we've never encountered before. And I know that's been the language. We've spoken this language. But I'm telling you, there's an urgency that God is doing something now. And I'm like, God, is there anything in me, God, that's going to stop us or hinder us from moving into the next season? Because if there is God, remove it. Remove it, God. I don't got it all together. I promise you that. You guys know that. I'm like, I'll tell you where I'm at. <laughs> the world says the greatest weapon is human strength. But Jesus says your greatest weapon is your weakness. <laughs> Jesus. When fear becomes our motivating and primary factor, what we are saying is, I don't trust God enough for that. Guilty.
I want y'all to bear with me for just a little bit. I know this is not my normal. <laughs> I love you too. This past week uh, has been a real challenging one for me. Um, it's been a testing for me. I feel like I'm always in a test, though. Like it's a constant test. Like, God, am I, when am I done with a test? <laughs> I should be like a master's degree of the test I've been taking. <laughs> but I think I keep failing, that's why. <laughs> Nope, retake. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, for those who know that I've, I've been going through a season where um, I've been battling my eyes and, and uh, I had to go where I was getting injections in my eyes because of my, my retinas and it's a whole lot of medical stuff with it. Um, the doctor said, after about a year and a half of going through these shots, these procedures, the doctor said that uh, looks good. Everything looks good. That uh, that you know I could, they can stop the regimen for a while. That the swelling had gone down, all that kind of great stuff. Well, this past week, um, this past week, I guess it was maybe Monday or Tuesday. I don't know when it was, but I woke up, and when I woke up, I I had a I had a big old dark shadow in my eye, my left eye. And literally, I mean, it, it goes from one side of my eye all the way across to the other side of the eye. And it's like a big blotches of, I'm going to tell you what, it looks really scary. Like really scary. And uh, went to sleep, prayed on it because I believe in healing. I believe the Lord will heal it 100%. I have no doubt. Went back to sleep the next day, expecting to wake up and it was going to be gone. Wake up, well, it doubled. It like, so now it's like uh, when I look up and down, it kind of, it follows me everywhere I go. So I, I, I can see, but I have all kinds of stuff in front of me. And so it's been a challenging one. Just so happened that that morning when I woke up, I had a I had a doctor's visit scheduled to go and check it out. And when I went to the doctor, the doctor went and said, "Well, basically, what happened is your blood vessel in the back of the retina it it, it started to leak blood, and blood is now leaking in the back of your eye, and it's so what you're seeing is floating blood in your eye." And it, so when I, so there's times I'll be, I can go like this <laughs> and the blood will go. Whoosh. And then if it gets too down here, I have to go like this. I probably look crazy when I'm doing it, but I'm like, <laughs> like hey, what's up? Hey, what's happening? <laughs> but God, but God. But I began to, um, the doctor said, well, 
it, it should go away, you know, a couple weeks. It should go away, and, and if it doesn't, then we'll have to do a surgery, and, and you know, we get those reports, and you do surgery, we go in there, we'll have to surgically remove it, and I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. But I, feel, I began to get really discouraged. And this is where I just want to be transparent with you guys because I got really discouraged. And I was like, God, why? I've given you my life. I've given, given everything to you. And then the whispers begin to come in my mind. Well, just, just stop. Stop doing it. Not leave the Lord, but just stop. Just take a sabbatical. Or just, just stop. Pack up the bags, man. I'm out of here. I'm just being honest. Because see, fear comes in. And then I, I look at my family and my wife and my, my, my boys and my heart breaks because their hearts are broken. See, I began to entertain the whispers of the enemy. I began to give agreement to the lie that the devil was trying to give me and feed me. You see, I know this, it, it may not sound like a big deal hearing me talk about it, but being in it, it's a, it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal for me. I know my brother Van can understand because he's been through this. But you know, giving everything and then feeling like, but it was also that moment that the Lord used that to begin to speak to me. And he began to reveal the condition of the heart of the bride. And I'm there and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to hear about the bride. Not right now, God. <laughs> Let me be about myself right now. Make sure we edit his voice out of that, please. <laughs> I love you, Bart. <laughs> but he began to speak to me. And he said, Your weakness, in your weakness, I am strong. He said, Hope deferred has come. 
to sit on many of you that are sitting in this room this morning. He said, hope deferred has come and sitting on you that is watching online. And then he says, but, but today is a day of celebration and a day of breakthrough. <laughs> but see, in order to have breakthrough, we have to know what we're dealing with. We have to. And if fear is the doorway that allows all the other demonic spirits to come in, then we need to get rid of fear. We need to kick it in the mouth and render him powerless. And I said, fear looks like it looks like a lot of different things to different people. Some of us have fear of failing. Like, that's a legitimate fear. Like, God, I just don't want to fail. Some of us have fear of being alone. Maybe you're a man or a woman and you're like, man, I don't want to die alone. Like I'm waiting for my, my, the Lord to send my wife or my husband. That's a fear, being alone. We have fear of our past. <laughs> fear of our past. Well, they don't know the way I used to be. Or people, they only know me by what I used to do. And they keep thinking that's who I am. Well, I'm so sorry for them. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're a daughter, you're a son of the king. And once you say and you repented, you are free. You are free. You are made whole. And if anybody disagrees with that, you take that to Jesus. <laughs> we have fear of being a bad husband. Fear of being a bad wife. Some people have fear of being a bad mother. And because they have fear of being a bad mother, they let their kids do whatever they want. Well, I don't want them to not like me. No, discipline your kids. Discipline your kids. The world will thank you for that. Fear of failing God. I struggled with that one for a while. Like, God, I don't want to fail you. And I'm going to tell you what that is. That's religion. That's what religion will do to you. Religion will tell you that you are going to fail God unless you do this or you do that. 
Brother so-and-so, if you don't do this, well, God's going to be mad at you. Ah, scratch that nonsense. I'm going to tell you what, religion is a, there's a demonic spirit named religion. And it'll keep you in bondage. It'll keep you in a place of just staying in a box. And they'll never allow you to come out and experience the fullness of what God has for you. So the other day I went like this. Remember we did that? I did that where I went. I went to another church in Michigan. I was like, right now, Lord, just everybody shake. Start shaking your hands. <laughs> shake off every religious bone off our body. <laughs> There's freedom in that. There really is. Fear of man. That's big. Religion will make you fearful of man. That you're afraid to step out. Some people won't come to the front altar. Not, not, nobody in here. <laughs> nobody in here. Okay. But some people won't come to the altar because they're fearful of what the people behind them will think. I've been guilty of that. Melissa was singing, jump in the river, jump in the river, jump, jump in the river. I saw maybe four people jumping in the river. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm, I'm going to look silly jumping in the river. Who the heck jumps in a fake river? I don't see the river. Jump in the river. It's a prophetic act. But because of fear of man, it'll keep us from stepping in to the fullness of God sometimes. It can't. There's mercy, there's grace, grace, grace and mercy there. God will meet us where we're at. He really will. He's like, okay, okay, next time. <laughs> and then, oh, okay, next time. <laughs> but there's mercy, there's grace. Because we're growing. We get to grow. Some people have fear of being happy. Maybe you've known somebody like that. They're always in a bad mood. They don't know how to be happy. Their face is like... <clears throat> because they don't know how to be happy. They walk in the door. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Man, be, be happy. You're a son of the king. That's enough to be happy about. 1 John 4.18 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. How many of you want to be made perfect in love? Then we have to get rid of our fear. There is no fear in love. Colossians talks about being, being woven together in a tapestry of love. That's the place the Lord wants us. So what exactly is the perfect love? It's 
knowing that Jesus died on the cross to set us free and knowing him that is moving in us to love others and to love ourselves. If we are selfish and feed our carnal flesh with such things as lying, cheating, stealing, gossiping, or even being manipulative, you will also reap what you sow in fear. Because the very thing you do, you will reap. You will be fearful of people talking about you. You're going to be fearful of people stealing from you. That's why you hold on to your stuff. You're going to be fearful of your husband cheating on you or your wife cheating on you. You're going to be fearful of, of people lying to you. What you reap, you sow in fear. See, this fear thing's pretty serious. It opens up a whole other area. Sin of any kind attracts demonic spirits. And the spirit of fear is usually the first door. This is why Paul tells us in Philippians, and let's turn to Philippians 4. And we're going to read out of verse 6 through 8. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 8 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving and present, he says, present your request to God. He says, to be in thanksgiving, then present your request to God, and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Well, you don't understand my mind, what I go through. It's a choice that we have to make. Be anxious about nothing, but in everything, in prayer and petition. That means if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with fear, Get on your knees, get in your face, and prayer, and petition God. God, this is not who I am. This is not who you are. That's not the fruit of the Spirit. God, get rid of this anxiety. Petition God. Lord, that's not who you created me to be. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and the mind, your mind in Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, praiseworthy, think about such things. 
The Lord is giving us a, a guideline right there. You know, we talked about, and we joked about it. <laughs> oh, I joked about it. But, ah! <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny, but it is funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> Lord, I'm repenting right now, Jesus. But listen, have you ever noticed, though, that when, when you do that, the first thing that happens is the gasp of air? <laughs> Anxiety comes and you can't breathe. Some people that deal with anxiety, they literally have a panic attack to the point that they feel that they're having a heart attack sometimes. <laughs> and they can't breathe. Genesis 2.7 says this, And the Lord God formed man, formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils, and the breath of life came, and the man became a living being. Fear comes because the enemy wants to come and rob the breath of God out of your life. That's why even in the natural, you, you gasp. But in the spirit, fear comes because it wants to rob you of the breath that God breathed into us. See, the, the enemy has a purpose for what he does. We've got to look deeper. We look at David. Let's turn to 1 Samuel 23, 14. And if I can get the worship team to get ready to come up here. But in 2 Samuel, 1 Samuel 23, 14 and 15, it says, and David stayed in the strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountain of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hand. So as David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness in the forest. Saul is trying to kill David. See, David was considered a mighty man of God. But David was running in fear to the point that he, he was fearful. And, one, and one, one translation says that he trembled in fear of his life. Then we look at the Midianites. I'm gonna, I wanna, let's, let's turn to um, Judges 6. And I'm going to read. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them in the hands of Median for seven years. 
And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, children of Israel made themselves dens and caves and strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up. Also the Amalekites, Amalekite, yeah, you got it. And the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce on the earth as for as Gaza and leave no substance for Israel, neither a sheep nor an ox nor the donkey. The Midianites would come looking to, to, to get rid of the Israelites. In the process, they would destroy everything in the land. They would destroy all the harvest. They would destroy all the food. They would kill all the, all the animals in the land because they wanted them to have nothing. They wanted to destroy everything that the Israelites had. They wanted them to die. So the Israelites are hiding in the caves out of fear. They didn't have nothing. And everything that they had, they were losing. And they, that's all they saw was death and destruction. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as a locust, both and their camels without numbers. And they would enter the land and destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel. Because, I'm sorry, the Midianites and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it came to pass that when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel and said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and I brought you out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before and gave you their land and also said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites who's in the land that you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Now, verse 11, the angel of the Lord come and sat under the tabernacle tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abrazite, while the son of Gideon, while his son Gideon thrashed the wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. They're hiding the food. <laughs> They're hiding it. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. <laughs> Listen to me. The Lord is with you, sons and daughters. <laughs> Gideon said to him, Oh Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why is all of this happening? <laughs> right? Why did this happen? Why did I go through what I'm going through? Why did this happen to my family? Why, why God? 
And there, all his miracles. And where are all his miracles, which our father told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us in the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manash. <laughs> in our weakness, he is strong. I can't, God, I don't, I can't do it no more. I just can't, Lord. I, I just, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh. Joy, joy, joy. Surely. No, he's, I'm sorry. He says, I am the weakest in Manash, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. <laughs> you see, the Midianites were literally cousins to the Israelites. You know that the enemy will even use your family members to bring you down. The enemy will use those who say they love you. But God gives us victory. Everyone in here has a purpose and a destiny. But fear has tried to rob you. Jeremiah 1, and I'm going to read the scriptures as I begin to close. Because, see, we're all called, and we have a purpose. In Jeremiah 1, it's when Jeremiah is called to be the prophet. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. <laughs> Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. For you shall go out, for you shall go all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak 
do not be afraid of their faces. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Oh, come on. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ for the good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The good works. It's time to start walking and understanding. Oh boy. Holy Ghost. Start walking and understanding and who you are and whose you are. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Let's stand this morning. Something victory in a minute. We're going to go through some victory. Say. See, we've been talking in our Thursday night meetings about the fullness of God. About the anointing and walking in the fullness, walking in the power, walking in the glory. <laughs> on the way, on the way, uh, to service this morning, I was talking to my wife, and I said, you know, where was it that, that David began to dance? <laughs> In 2 Samuel, verse 6, um, chapter 6, 14 and 15, then David danced before the Lord, with all his might. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, come on. I feel the dance coming. <laughs> Woo. He says he danced with all his might. And David was wearing the linens of Ephod. So David and all his house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting with the sound of the trumpet oh come on when the presence of God came all he could do was dance I want to do this morning. 
I'm going to have an open altar call. If you have had any kind of fear, any kind of fear, I want you to come up to the altar. I don't care what it is. It comes in all shapes and forms. Fear of man. <laughs> I'm standing with it. I'm standing in it. Come on. Jesus, come up here. You can sit right there, Ann. You're good. Right there. It's good. Come on. See, today is a day of breakthrough. Today is a day of celebration. Hey! Come on. That we shake off those things that held us in bondage. That we begin to declare the goodness of God. Come on. There's freedom in the dance. There's freedom. Holy Spirit. Come on. Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, and we declare, God, the open heavens in this place. Open heavens right now. We just began to declare and proclaim over ourselves this morning, God. And God, we break off any witchcraft. We break off manipulation. We break off robo Father, we break down any kind of religious mindsets right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak the freedom of the Holy Spirit in this house. Oh, Jesus. Hey! Come on. Tracy, come up here. Look at dance right here. This is where you're at. Come on! Come on! Come on! There's freedom in the house! There's freedom in the house! You gotta dance on the devil! Dance on the enemy's head this morning! Come on! Every plan of the enemy, every hey. device of the devil will be broken this morning! And sometimes you just gotta dance on the devil's head and say, you no more devil! You can't have it, devil! You can't have my soul, devil! Can't have 
to begin to set you free in that very thing that has held you back. I, I just don't want you to declare. Just declare. Declare. Just declare. I declare righteousness of the Lord right upon us on. right now. Come on. We are right with the Lord. I declare life. I speak life over this body. I speak chains gone. Chains broken. I speak and I declare victory over this land right now. Anything. Anything that's holding you down. You stomp on it. God has already given us the victory. That's it. Already given us the victory. You have to take that first step. You have to take that first step to step out in faith, to step out of that fear. Come on, release it, release it, release it. Take a step, just a step, Shame. just one step, just one step, and you will see the chains start to break off. They will start to shake and tremble because no. you don't know, you Come don't on. know, you don't know the power no. that you hold within you. The power that he put in you. We have to agree, like Ella says, we have to agree with the word of the Lord. Anything less, and guess what? Guess what? That's almost pride. It's almost pride if you can't agree with what the Lord says. Who are we to disagree? If he has given it to us, it is ours. Speak it. Your healing is yours. Our healing is ours. I declare in the name of Jesus, you are healed. You are healed. Norm, you are healed. You are, buddy. You are healed. We get to declare. We get to declare what is so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say it. Speak it. Speak it. Who are you? It is not what the enemy says. It is what we say. We have the power to say it. We have the power. You have the authority. God has said he has given us the authority. We don't need to wait for something, to hear something else because he's already told us the authority is ours. Ours.
keep me burning with the fire of your love. Oh, our Father, keep me burning, keep me burning with the fire of your love. Bye. 